You're listening to She's Got Drive podcast, the podcast that inspires you to be a driver in your own life through the life and stories of black women with drive. And I'm your host, Shelley McAlpine. I'm a business consultant and executive coach and a leadership facilitator working with people and organizations to live their lives by design and not default. Welcome back to another episode of She's Got Drive. And this week's episode is a solo episode. I have, and there was something that has been, uh, you know, coming up for me each, over the last few days. I was felt compelled to put it in an episode and I'll explain why in a minute. Before we do that, of course, you know, if you're loving the show, I just want to remind you to head over to iTunes to rate and review the show. Go into rate and reviews, press the stars, make a comment about what you're getting out of She's got drive, what you like about it, what you, you know, comments about my guests, what you take away from it, why you listen to it. And uh, it really helps to grow the show. And the other thing is I really invite you to share the show. Find one other person, at least in your life, who you think, God, they'd really benefit from listening to this. And it might be one of the episodes particularly that might resonate for someone who's doing dealing with something in their life. And you think, hmm. If you heard that person's story, it would really be helpful. So, you know, invite them to listen, invite them to subscribe. You know, I've got a a message on Instagram the other day that made me smile and laugh actually out loud, actually. And I just wanted to share with you. I had this, I put a, I put on my Instagram, like happiness is dot, dot, dot. And for, for people to comment on what happiness is for them. And one of my listeners said, Happiness is spending the evening decorating my Christmas tree while catching up on episodes of She's Got Drive. I had the intention of listening to two episodes, four episodes later, almost five, laugh out loud. I had to force myself to take a pause because it was nearly 2 a.m. I love that. I love that. Big shout out to you, young diva. My young diva, big shout out to you for that. I loved reading that and um, yeah, putting the Christmas decorations up, making Christmas cake. Um, What else do you do at Christmas? Making your mince pies if you're in the UK. If you're in the US, you're missing out on mince pies. They're so wonderful. And uh, yeah, and listen to She's Got Drive. It's just, what else would you be doing whilst you're doing your Christmas tree? Okay, so let me talk about this week's episode. What was coming up for me this week is I've I've started to get see lots of blogs and articles and um, comments about goals for 2018 and how to plan 2018 and um, and I started to notice a little irritation as I was um, seeing them because they're coming thick and fast. I know we're you know we're approaching the end of 2017, but it's not over yet. Number one, we still got a few weeks to go. There's still three weeks to go to to accomplish what you accomplished in 2017. It's not over yet. And um, that's one of the things that was coming up for me. But the other thing is, you know, for myself, in my own practice, in my own life, for working for many, many, many years with clients, um, it's so important to review what you've done before you create anew. And um, so whilst all these things were coming up about goals for 2018, what are you going to accomplish? Where are you going to go? What's the plan? 
you know, I think it's really critical that we stop and we pause and we look at 2017 and say, well, how did I do? What happened? What worked? What didn't work? What did I like about it? What didn't I like about it? What did I say I was going to do? Where, where do I wanted to be at the end of 2017? And am I there? What actually happened? It's so critical to do that work before you create. It's kind of like asking someone to draw a beautiful painting. And instead of giving them a blank, blank sheet of paper or a blank canvas, you hand them a picture of some of a piece of paper that's got something already on it and you say well you know draw on that well you can't create from that place you know <laughs> because then you're just trying to do something on top of what's already there so I wanted to do an episode on reviewing and why it's important to review and what you can what's possible out of reviewing and and then from that place, then you can start to create. This isn't an episode on creating. This is it's an episode on why it's important and how you can do it and, and give you some ideas on what I do. And not just with me, but what we do as a family as well is coming up in this episode as well. So that's what this episode is about. You can't create on top of your 2017 accomplishments or quote or failures even. You have to kind of do the work to really look and see what happened. And and in, and as you look at what happened and really face what happened, then you can create newly. Then there's a whole different relationship to creation and planning and, and accomplishing things in 2018. Because the other thing, if we do not learn our lessons from 2017, then what's predictable is we will start to repeat those things that we don't want to repeat in 2018 because we haven't done the review work. So that's what this is about. So you can see I've got a lot of passion around this. It's been begging to come out um, of me, you know, so here we are. Now, so what I wanted to start with is why people resist looking at what happened. And this is in, in 2017 or why the people resist looking at what happened in, you know, when we're at the end of a project, you know, or end of some, some period of our life that's really challenging. People resist stopping and reviewing and looking at what happened. And, and because we don't want to look at what we said we was going to do and then didn't do. We don't necessarily want to get straight about that. We don't want to look at what we expected would happen and then didn't happen. We, what we aimed to do or wanted to do and then didn't achieve it. We don't want to look at where we thought we would be and then we're not there. We don't want to tell the truth on ourselves about what effort we put in or what, or what, we, what effort we didn't put in. But, you know, the thing is, is the truth telling to ourselves is a powerful thing that we can, a gift, if you like, that we can give ourselves. Our truth telling is what sets us free. Because what it says is that I am the guardian of my own life. I can say to myself, you're not the one out of the park, man, show. Or I can say, mm, oops, that wasn't a great moment. Why wasn't it a great moment? What can I learn? I mean, even you knocked it out of the park. That was great. But what made it great? Who was I being that made it great? 
What did I take on that made it great? So, you know, our truth telling is such a powerful tool for ourselves, a gift for ourselves, a relationship to ourselves. And as we said, the truth will set you through, set you free. We can learn so much about ourselves, about our skills, about our relationships, um, when we're willing to look, when we're willing to do the work. And so what, what do you miss out when you're not looking? See, if we don't do the review work, if we, if we don't look back at 2017, what can we miss? We miss the fantastic things that actually happened that we didn't expect. We miss the opportunity to pause and look and think, wow, I didn't even know that was going to come in 2017, but look what arrived. We miss actually reliving and looking at what we loved about 2017 and we and what we are grateful for. We miss the opportunity to really look at the end and think, I am standing in deep appreciation for the following things that happened this year. We, we miss the opportunity of seeing how much we have grown, how much we have expanded, even in those spaces that have been hard and challenging. Some of us are sitting at the end of 2017 and saying, I don't even want to look because it's too painful. You don't even want to know what happened to me. And if you're in that place, then there's growth and there's appreciation and acknowledgement that you are still here that you are at the end of 2017, that you made it in spite of the painful experiences that you had. And there's something to see about you and who you are, that you are here, that you are standing in this face of that pain and that struggle. You know, it's something to celebrate about that. That you, you miss the opportunity of the lessons that were learned about from our wins, from our failures, from our mistakes that we made. See, I believe our mistakes are blessings in disguise. You know, sometimes we make mistakes and it's like, oh no. And then you look and you think, oh, if I hadn't made that mistake, I wouldn't have accomplished this. I remember in one of the um, interviews I had with Teresa Wangia and the jeweler and uh, the jewelry designer. And she was saying that sometimes some of her best jewelry happens by accident or happens in a mistake, that she does something and then she thinks, oh, I wasn't supposed to do that. And then she looks at it and she thinks, oh my God, that's marvelous. You know, so we miss the opportunity if we don't look of really seeing what blessings we've been given, the victories that we have won, the new people that we have met, the people who that we said goodbye to and whether they were intentional goodbyes as in we decided that they, weren't, they no longer had a place in our life or whether they were sad losses of people that we really, really loved. You know, we miss that opportunity if we don't pause and review the year. What were the life lessons that we learned in 2017? Or what were the little lessons that we learned in 2017? You know, those are opportunities for us as well. And as Maya says, I have to quote Maya, if you don't know me by now, you, you really got to know that I've got to have at least one quote by Dr. Maya Angelou. Because what she says is when we know better, we do better. And when we know ourselves better, 
we can do better. So, you know, I do the work of reviewing at the end of every year. This has been a practice for many years because when I know myself better, I know that I can be a better person and I know that I can do better in 2018 if I do that work now. So it all matters. And it's amazing when you do this work. And for those of you who do this work, I'm hoping you're nodding. But it's amazing when you do this work, when you do the review work, how powerful the insights that you can get for yourself and that you can come to when you do the work. I love this time of year in terms of that. I love that I get to kind of pause and create space for me to look at my year and see what happened. Who do I do this with and how do I do it? Because some of you are going, okay, I get it. I get it, Shirley. I'm going to do a review before I do my plan for 2018. But so how do you do this and who do you do it with? So let's start with who I do this with. Now, I've been doing it for so many years that actually I do, I, you know, I, I, for the most part now I do it on my own, you know. For the most part, I, I, I create a space where I... Um, and I'll give you some ideas about that, where I create a space for myself, where I spend some time, a chunk of time doing my review for my year. Um, in the past, I have done it in, pe- in pairs. I've worked with someone. Um, I've had set up a call with someone that I love and trust. And we take time and we go through the questions and we do a review and we listen to each other's review of the year. Um, and we kind of like holding a space for the other person to, to speak. And then we, you know, you do a chunk of time doing that. And then we, and then we switch. So I have done that, that practice. I'm not planning on doing that that way this year. I'm feeling more um, inward this year and so this year I'm just trusting my into it and then deciding that I'm going to do that review work on my own the, the other thing that we I want to share and it's a process that we do as a family is that on New Year's Eve the four of us um will go to like a coffee shop or um a place of eating usually there's usually food involved in for us that there's myself my husband and my two children and my children are 13 and nine right now, but we have been doing it for a few years, is that we go to this place, we take a big um, sketch pad and some pens, and we have a conversation as a family about the year and what we had intended the year to be and, and, and how was it and what was the highlights and what were the lowlights and what were the things that we really loved about the year and what were the things that we wish didn't happen? Um, and we keep that conversation going and each of us take turns to share. And then there's, you know, this kind of like a conversation back and forth. And it's an opportunity for my myself and my husband to ask the children how we've been as parents too. And we get some feedback on how we're doing as parents as well as an opportunity for them to say. It's always so interesting when they share what their highlights were or what their lowlights were, because, you know, we make lots of efforts to, to create like holidays that are magnificent and all of that. And then you find that the highlight was like a moment that you just wouldn't expect. It's just such a wonderful 
conversation that we have um and we do all we have that conversation till there's nothing else to say and then we just stand and we just appreciate each other and appreciate the year and are very grateful for the year that we've had together as a family and then after that we do some work together to create what we want as a family for the next year and then we do like a map with colors and stuff and we put it up in the it's in it's in our kitchen I can talk about that process on another episode. Hey, there's another later episode coming. So, so as I said, that was like who to do this process with. So you can do it on your own. You can find a partner to do it with. You could do it as a family or you could do it as a group of friends as well. A group of you can get together as well and do that. Um, just to say something about the what I create as a space, because in terms of when I do it, the space that you create is important. Is you hear that I, um, we as a family, we we go somewhere. We don't stay at home. We go out and have. We go to. A, we choose a coffee place or something that we love to go to, and so there's you know food on tap, and and uh, it's just a different space from being at home. Um, we have a lovely coffee place that we regularly go to as a family. So we, we, that's one place that we've, we've been to, to do this. And when I'm doing it for myself, you know, I make sure I've got a lovely peaceful space. I, I like to have classical music playing in the background when, for this type of work, it's always music without words. So if it's jazz or classical, but classical's good for me when I do this, um, I, I have a lovely notebook that I choose. I might have some colorful pens. I make sure I've got enough time to do it. Uh, if you're in a warm climate at this time of year, you might want to be out in nature and sitting on a park bench or something like that, sitting on a beach. If it's cold as it is in Chicago, I don't do that because it's like 12 degrees right now outside people so um, I don't do that but what I might do is I'm if it, I might go for a walk first and then come back or I might find myself in another place like um, a gallery that's really beautiful and sit and do it there and I might do part of it and then walk around and then do the other part. But it's really a calm, relaxing space for me to dwell in in the what happens of twenty of the year. So I create a space that really honors honors me and honors the year and the, and and what was given. And so that's what I invite you to do is if you're going to take this on, that you really create a space that honors you and honors your year. And all the, 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 that happened in that space for you. So what are the types of questions that I ask myself during this process? And there are many that I've got here that I'm going to just um, name. And you can just choose the ones that resonate for you, really. There are different ways of coming at it, if you like. Um, but there are a number of questions and depending on if you're doing it as a family and how old your children are, you kind of adapt the question for the age, but to not underestimate children because um, they're just so marvelous. At, uh, you know, they're sharper than us, really. 
and being able to name what they loved and what they what they loved and what they didn't love and or their high high points and what their low points. So don't yeah, they don't have as much getting in the way of that communication um, usually. So, but some of the questions that I ask myself when I go through this process, you know, I set on myself as I say, go for a walk and you know, come back and then sit down and I'm just feeling in a calm space. So I might meditate if you're someone who does that, you know, have some moment of stillness before I start. So just like allow it to come. And, and when I answer the questions, the other thing to say is I don't kind of bullet point my question. These are streams of consciousness kind of writing. So I just put my pen on my paper and I start to write and see what shows up. Um, I'm not kind of editing my thoughts too much when I'm answering the question. So some of the questions are, what were the high points of the year? And conversely, then what were the low points of the year? What do I want to appreciate about myself for what happened this year? What do I want to forgive myself for, for what happened, who I was this year? I might ask myself, what regrets did I do I have about this year? And I might look at answering the question, what did I actually set out to achieve? What did I say that I wanted to achieve this year? And that's if, for those of you who actually do that work, who create what you want, I am someone who does that. So I can look at what I said I wanted. I can look at what I said I wanted to, who I wanted to be in the world and also what I wanted to do. And so I want to look at that. One other question I asked was, what new insights and discoveries did I have as a result of the year? And what did I love about the people that I met? And who were the people that I met? What did I love about that, the people that I met? What am I grateful for out of this year? What are the wins that I want to celebrate? from 2017 and what are the losses that I want to mourn from 2017 and if I had to name three of my life lessons that I'm taking away for 2017 what would they be and my last one of my last questions is what is it that I want to leave behind in 2017 that I do not want to take with me into 2018 so those are the range of questions you can there are multiple other questions that you could ask yourself that are in that kind of you ask yourself whatever you need to ask yourself so that when you get at at the end of that review you are left with a kind of a like a peace there's a kind of like a peacefulness a calm a sense of freedom that kind of shows up for me and when I work with others on this you know this process a review process is what I do at the end of a coaching engagement too or if I'm working with someone for six months even if I go on to work with them again I will make sure I do a review process with them so that they can stand in their accomplishment and their learning and their insight before they can before they go off and do other things and even if those other things is another more work with me we're creating newly so is so at the end of it you're in a space of calm of peace of a sense of accomplishment appreciation there's a real kind of settling effect that it has a real kind of grounding effect that it has as you look back at your year and as I said even if it's a difficult year you can really stand in 
a space of gratitude for yourself and appreciation for yourself for what you gave and who you were in the face of the difficulty and a deep appreciation and love and acknowledgement of all the people who came your way, who gave you the gift that they was meant to give you, whether that was intentionally or unintentionally, but that you walk away with something. And, you know, so there's a kind of an ending like that where I just stand in that in that space for myself of just real deep gratitude for um, all that I got from my year. This time of year, December is a difficult time for me. And the difficulty is because a few years ago, it was at this time of year that my dad passed away. And... The gift that he gave me, though, in that is that I'm so present to the beauty of standing at the end of the year and still being here. I have, I don't take it for granted as much as I did before. So this process of review and acknowledgement and appreciation and love for my life is feels more meaningful now than it ever did and because I'm grateful for another year on this planet I'm grateful for the opportunity to see all the blessings that have been given to me in 2017 and they're thereby giving me the opportunity of a new year. So this is such a powerful process and such a wonderful process that I really wanted to share it with you so that you too have the opportunity to stand in seeing the blessings that you have been given this year And even if that blessing, as I said, is that you are still here, that you are still here in spite of a year, if it's been a difficult year for you. But deep appreciation for all that you have given, all that has been given to you, and for love and for a sense of accomplishment for the year. So we can celebrate another year. And in standing in that place, in the space that's got created as, or the clearing that's got created as you've done that work, from that place, you can create and plan 2018 and knock it out of the park. So that's the end of my episode. Um, I'm so glad that I'm doing it. I felt like it was just coming through me, like I needed to say it. I hope you got a lot out of it. You know, let me know. If you take on the process, let me know what you, what you, how you do it, different ways that you do it. Be creative with it, as well, and um, and you know, send me messages on Instagram on Shirley McAlpine and my Instagram page, or you can always um, send me a message by my website, and there's also the Facebook page. You know, you can send photos of like how you're, you know, how you're creating it if you want. And also let me know if anyone takes on doing it with your family as well. You know, what you've got out of that and what the funny things that your kids say, because they do say some funny things as well. 
She's Got Drive is produced by Cassandra Voltolina. The music is by the awesome female band Blonde. Please connect with me and let me know how you're getting on with your review of 2017. Until next time, go well and stay well.